Hey family, I'm Coach Cass. Welcome to The Hub. Hey, it's Coach Cass. I'm dropping in really quick. Before we get started, I need your help. I need your help with this podcast. If you love this podcast, take a few seconds, hit subscribe, and rate us five stars. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, scroll down a little bit down to ratings and reviews, tap the five stars, and it literally takes seconds. It helps me out. It helps the podcast out. And if you really want to go the extra mile, write a review. Yes. Thank you so much for your help. Please share with someone you think will benefit from listening in. Thank you for helping to really help this podcast grow. Now on to the show. What's up, fam? Today, I am so excited by my two guests. I have an amazing married couple. I have Donna Bellinger, who's a business development sales consultant and author, and her awesome husband, who is an award-winning science fiction author. What's up? Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, Coach Cass. I am so happy to have the both of you here today. And I specifically sought you out because I know that you guys got married later in life. And I find that so many people after the age of 40, 50, give up on love. And so this episode is really about keep hope alive. Yes. But before <laughs> we even get to that point, I want to know a little bit of your personal journeys. Let's get nosy. Let's spill the tea. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's the go first, Steve or Donna? Oh, ladies first. Oh, okay. and see, I was getting ready to give it to you because I think that it's funny that you noticed me before I noticed you. Ooh. So why don't you tell them about that? Oh, snap. Well, we worked at a computer training company. I was one of the trainers, and she was in the sales department. And I used to see her walking up and down the hallways with her, her nose in the air. Wouldn't give me the time of day. Snap. And it was like years later when she had a, a party, one of the other trainers who turned out to be a good friend of hers suggested that she invite me to the party. And her response was Steve who? Oh, snap. So, uh, you know, so went to the party and sort of got to know each other and things went on from there. Okay. Yeah, got to know each other. Okay, so what actually happened at that, you know, Donna's side of it, is that uh, I had just sworn off men coming Ooh. out of this, this really, really ridiculous, crazy relationship. And I had one of those um, prayer nights okay. where I was just like, God, I can't do this. I can't do this. I just, you know, my godfather had said, you could be in a football stadium with 10,000 righteous men and you will find the guy under the bleacher stuck to the bubblegum wrapper. <laughs> I know there are a lot of and people then, that And like then it. bring it home and act like you found a treasure. So <laughs> it's shiny, it's shiny. <laughs> so I had just said, okay, God, I can't do this anymore. If I can't find happiness in this life, then maybe in the next, it's according to your will. Mm -hmm. But if you listening, mm -hmm. uh, I would really like to have a guy who is intelligent, but not a know-it-all attractive but doesn't think he's prettier than me and religious but not a zealot this is if you listen if you listen and i met steve within 30 days 
Wow. I met Steve within 30 days. And so, how old were you at this point, Donna? Uh, it was for my 45th birthday. Mm. It was my 45th birthday. So he who doesn't dance and he who doesn't party came to my party. And he managed on a slow drag. You know how guys are that don't dance. So he grabbed a slow drag and he drugged me on the floor for a slow drag. Drug? Yeah. Okay. I'm telling it this time. So anyway, you'll agree with this part. He got a little bit friendly uh -oh. and he leaned over and he kissed me and we still joke about it right here because that's evidently the spot. On your and neck, girl. Right in this spot, right here. Oh. And my knees buckled. And you cannot blame it on the goose. It was, it was just him. He can still do that to me. Aww. And after 45 years, nobody else had ever found that. Mm. So, You're like, wait a second. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's different. So next he said, well, I'm a computer programmer and I do websites and I know you do sales. So could we have dinner and discuss how you could help me sell my websites better hmm you better have a business proposition steve so what were you thinking when you said that were you really thinking about websites and sales i suppose so yeah i mean you're going way back of course a little bit of both okay in all honesty i wanted to sell uh, my websites but i wanted to get to know this lady a little better if it was possible okay spent that whole day talking about our kids yeah we spent the whole time talking about kids. That was, that was the entire conversation. And for me, it was so refreshing because I had broken up with a guy who said, you can't go 30 minutes without talking about your kids. You see, neither can I, so. Aww. Aww. <laughs> so there, there's a message there for the one that's right for you. You could just be yourself. Yeah? Because mm -hmm. I... remember, I wasn't looking. No. But I kind of knew what was on his mind, but I wasn't looking. I knew what was on my mind. I knew what was on your mind because <laughs> he made it a point to say to me that he was considering getting married again. He liked being married. He had just married the wrong person. Mm. And, and my little angels over here said, don't let this hit the ground. Literally, that's what, that's what you don't heard. let that hit the ground. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, all right. So, I so got my hands up. How long did you date for before deciding officially, like, you know what, this is it? That's Steve? a good question. How long did we date? <laughs> He's like, I don't remember. It was a long time. Five years? Well, it was five years yeah. before we actually got married. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you had legalities to take right. care of. Right. Yeah. But it probably was about three years before we made it official. Mm -hmm. But when, when everything was finalized, this man took me to the front of our church and got down on one knee in front of the congregation. Aww. Because he didn't believe me. I had to make it, uh, I had to formalize it. You know, some things this ain't supposed to take forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. So, Steve, tell me, how did you know that Donna was the one? Well, you just know. I mean, there's no, there's no formula. You just know. Hmm. I mean, I don't, I, I have never in my life gone around looking for this quality, that quality, that quality. 
I meet somebody, I like them, and we just try to see what we have in common. I mean, so, it's, the same, it's the same with how I make friends even, you know. Were you married before? Yes. Okay. So then what made Donna different? Because I know some people that get married and divorced and they're like, I'm never doing this again, right? And then there's some people that are like, oh, well, I need to be married. So where were you, Steve? Were you in a I need to be married state no, or like? I, no, I was in a I'd like to be married state. Didn't okay. need any of it. Okay. When you need it, that's when you're in trouble. Mm. But, you know, I married her because I wanted to, not because I needed to. Okay. You know, if I needed to, then, like I said, I would have been in trouble. And Donna, what, what made you say, you know what, Steve, Steve, you just might have a chance. Like, I think I think I could do this thing called life with you. We were such good friends. Mm. And, and we Trekkies. have, and Trekkies, I was going to get there. Yeah, we are, we are total Trekkies. <laughs> he, he got me that first night at the birthday party with, you know, I don't have anybody to go to Star Trek conventions with. And I was like, hello, I'll go. Mm -hmm. How go so and those were some of our first dates along with music uh he's classical i'm jazz mm. and in order to make the stars align the city of chicago came up with something at our chicago symphony orchestra called classical tapestries mm -hmm. where they brought classical and jazz together for a series so that was our first series of, of dates they and they perfect. were, yeah, they were absolutely perfect. And uh, he's easy. He's not intimidated by an alpha woman because I really can be. And I, I, just, I just admit it, your husband knows me. So I really can be. And he loves kids. He dislikes confrontation. We've never had a serious argument because we discovered early on that either of us could say, well, let's just agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. There is nothing about our relationship where either of us feels empowered by making the other person feel wrong. What's the point? Yeah. You know, exactly. So that's, that's one of the very important things in our relationship. And so now we've been married almost 14 years. Wow. Yes, that's how old I am. And but you didn't say how old you were when you got married. Let's do math. How old were you guys when you got married? <laughs> I was 51. Wow. I just turned 65. And there, there's a story behind that, but it's not fit for your, your audience. But my, my, my grandkids were like, can you believe that our grandma's just getting married and she's 50 years old? And I was like, tell that little short person that I'm 51 and everybody knows it. So it was, it was hilarious, but what, what made you guys get married as opposed to living together? Cause you know, one thing I hear a lot of is, well, you know, we're grown. What do you need a paper for? We could just shack it up. Like what made you guys actually decide to get married? I'm just old fashioned. That's all. He's old fashioned. And I wanted the commitment. One person that I wanted to marry wouldn't marry me because I wanted to get married in the church. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, because you'll lie to a judge. <laughs> but not so, to Jesus. <laughs> I'm just saying. So what Steve and I did was about 10 days before we got married, we both rededicated, rededicated ourselves. So we had a full immersion baptism. Mm. And I said, I just want to leave all of the past in the past. Mm -hmm. So we did that first. And also it was, 
you know, just to set an example, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a different type of commitment. Yeah. When, when you do it in the church, if you're a believer, it's just a different type of a commitment. Now, the, the thing that we had to compromise on was he waited until after I bought my wedding dress and all this other stuff. My dress has been hanging up for over a year. And then he goes, can't we have a Star Trek wedding? I'm going to wear my Starfleet uniform. I'm like, oh, no, you can't do that because then I want to wear mine. And I already bought this dress and it wasn't cheap. So tux. <laughs> tux. But we have pictures of ourselves in our Starfleet uniforms. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and we have our little com badges and everybody knows that we are definite Trekkies and that that's, that's uh, what binds you together. <laughs> it's not the only thing. Yeah, one of the things. One it's of right, many, one of the many, things. Right, many things. Many, many, many things. But so I know, you know both of you have a past. So how did you decide to look past your partner's past, if that makes sense? We didn't get really deep into it. Well, no, things I mean, would the, come out. Yeah. The past is the past. I mean, it's the present you focus on. Mm. Yeah, because with everything that that we had been through, and again, you know, he was grown when I got him. So however that works out. (laughs) But you also weren't trying to fix him or change him. You can't fix anybody who's grown. You get, you know, the parents raised the child. Mm. And and one of the things that we learned early on with some training that we went through before we got married uh, had to do with the fact that, you know, you have to accept the person as they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so I have, you know, I do a little coaching too. And one of the things that I've told my youngins is that uh, what is it about you that you would be willing to give up if you're asking them to change? Because you got it, and he got it, and so what are you willing to give up? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, man, you guys are dropping nuggets. Okay, so married over 50, happily loving each other. So how do you really get through, like, the tough times? Because these are the times where, you know... All the crazy things can happen in terms of life, health, finances. Like, have you set a middle ground of how you dispute? Like, how do you guys handle disagreements? You know, everyone is looking for a formula. And again, there is no formula. Mm. I mean, we agree to disagree. We get along. You know, she has her space. I have mine when we're working and doing our own thing. And then we always make time to be together. Mm. Um, We never go to bed angry, you know, and... uh, I mean, I think people work too hard at it sometimes Mm -hmm. and they worry too much about it. I mean, be yourself, marry someone who will be themselves and just don't let that be an issue. I think people are so worried about, well, I want this and she should have that. Just go with the flow a little bit. I love that. I I think um, marriage should be fun. It shouldn't be a job. Marriage should be fun. Yeah. Oh. I love this. What about you, Donna? You have anything to add? No, I, I agree. Yes, darling. <laughs> I am the obedient wife. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote. <laughs> no, but but we're like I said, we were friends first. Right. And I've told my peeps that you know, like I said, there's nothing about the life that I have with Steve mm-hmm. that I would sacrifice for the sake of being right or changing him. I already know what I had without him. 
don't want that anymore. Mm. Love where I'm at right now. You know, is it perfect? Oh, we have had a lot of losses in our family and we have had a lot of challenges in our family, but it's always the hand-holding, the support. He likes to quote Rocky when, when he talks about our relationship, how uh, Stallone said when he talked about uh, his girlfriend, that she had holes and he had holes. And together, you know, they, they, that, that's how we are. We complete each other. We don't compete. We complete I don't compete. You complete. Oh, that's a tweetable. Come on, Donna. <laughs> All right. So when now I know you're both very driven people and you're both authors. So Donna, I know you wrote a book. So what was that like? Like coming up with the book? Did Steve help you? Like, tell us a little bit more about it. Steve was like a midwife. He reached up in me and yanked it out. He just made me get it done. We figured out after a lot of trial and error that I am what I am. So I am a speaker. I am not a writer. And when I tried to write, it did not sound authentic. So what I did was I used a speech recognition software and I, I spoke the book and then my husband edited it. And then another friend of ours edited it. And this is for all of your people who run a, want to write a book. Mm -hmm. The book was published. It was recognized by a lot of different publications, including Essence Magazine. And after it had been out for three years, we realized there was a typo on the cover. Oh, <laughs> on the cover. A subtle one, but yes. Oh my goodness. There was a typo on the cover, but every, you know, uh, they were looking between the covers, but mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's like marriage. You know, better done than perfect, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we got it out. Now, yeah. Steve is the consummate writer. He's mm -hmm. been writing for decades and he's written for church and he's done radio dramas. And so this was just a natural progression for him. Mm -hmm. But when he came out with the Chronicar and he gave me that to take a look at, I cried. Oh. I said, the highest praise I can give you is I would pay for that. And even in my coaching, I tell people, no, if the testimonial doesn't result in I would pay for that, then it's not a good testimonial. No, actually, the highest praise you gave me is that oh, you Lord. me if I didn't submit it. I said if he didn't submit it, it was grounds for divorce because I was okay. working for no good reason. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, snap. So I'm guessing you submitted it then, Steve. Oh, yeah. Well, it's been out for a little while. Yeah, it's been out for about five years, the Chronicar. Beautiful, beautiful. And what made you start writing? Like what, what got okay. it in you, Steve, to, to start writing? When I, was a, when I was a 10 year old kid, my mom used to work for a uh, printing company and she'd bring books and things home. And she, the first Isaac Asimov novel she brought home, I Robot. I read that. I was 10, 12 years old, fell in love with science fiction. And I've always sort of wanted to write and create. So I've been writing stuff all my life. Mm. It's only later in life that I get anything officially published. Wow. So it's wow. just. Um, and now they've been coming out like Tic Tacs now. He's got his fourth book just signed a contract. So wow. they're just coming out like Tic Tacs for him right now. But for those youngins who, who didn't quite catch that, when he was 10, yeah. he read iRobot. Will Smith did not write that. He did not discover <laughs> it. 
decades before. <laughs> and the movie is nothing like the actual book. I mean, okay. it's okay, but it's not what the book was about. And are these on audiobook? Like, can, can you know, Me. not everybody reads, you know. Yeah, so mine is different. available paperback, ebook, and audiobook. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So, what other, what other projects have you guys worked on together as a couple? Everything we do, we do as a team. So, I get invited to speak and present at a number of events. And anytime I get a table, he's on one end and I'm on the other. And uh, it's, it's, the joke is it's hashtag Team Bellinger. So we have done speaking engagements. Because the Chronicar has a um, historical component to it, it, it deals with the bloody riots in Chicago back in the 1800s, 1900s? 1919. 1919. Red Summer Riot. And so his book is actually in the archives of his alma mater. Illinois Institute of Technology because yeah. it takes place on that property. And so I, I leverage that whenever I can. And then whenever he's doing a book show or something, he always has my book on the table, whether it's appropriate or not. Absolutely. It's still there because it's, <laughs> it's a team. It's a team effort. So it could be a sci-fi thing, but my book is still sitting off on the corner Thank and wife is still sitting over there. Mm -hmm in the corner and when I'm doing my thing, he's taking pictures of me and vice versa. And I invite him to my peeps and, and introduce him to my peeps and, and vice versa. So like I said, it's still a collaboration. We complete <laughs> each other. We don't uh -huh. compete with each other. So, so now with all this work, 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 what do you guys do for fun? Well, we travel when we can. Yeah, I'm ready to dust off the passport. Um, yeah, well, I yeah. decided that what I really wanted to do was travel and train, and he decided to make that possible. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we've got pictures of me sitting in a stateroom on a cruise ship, doing my sessions with my clients and all that other stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, I could well, get used to thing, this. Uh, one fun thing was uh, the last award I won, we went to, um, we were going to go to Miami to pick it up. But she had to be at an event in Fort Myers. Mm -hmm. I was in Fort so, Myers. So, so we actually met in Miami. I walked into the hotel and she's sitting there at the, at, the, uh, at the table in the restaurant. That was the coolest thing. And Aww. she was there when I walked up to he pick kind of up, my, up my award. <laughs> yeah, I have a man who's not afraid to cry. Mm, that's beautiful. And, and it's absolutely wonderful. He embraces every single moment of life. Hmm. And sometimes I can get caught up in, in deliverables mm -hmm. and he will definitely pull me back into just, just enjoying life and, and living life. And I, I'm so grateful to him for that. Yeah, life is short. Enjoy it when you can. Mm-hmm. This, this has been great, guys. Like you, you two, I, I, I really hope that those who are listening understand that this is just an example of what can happen for them too, you know, being able to be open to receiving the love. Oh, you guys. Oh, is there anything else you would like to share with those listening in? You're good? No, I'm, I'm good. You know, I'm really, really good. Just y'all peek over his shoulder. Look at those little covers. Look at that gold medal. Uh, this is what I would love to say. With Steve and with his books and that gold medal that's over there behind him, that gold medal, tell him the story. Who else has, has been in that oh, competition? Oh. Um, 
other people who have won similar awards through this organization was Jonathan Frakes from Star Trek Next Generation wow. and Jim Carrey has also won an award through this uh, organization, but I believe they only got silver medals. I got you have gold a gold. Woo-wee! You better pump your man up, girl. <laughs> so how can people find you on social media? Are you on Instagram? Are you on Facebook? How can they find you guys? My husband made it very easy. Tell him where to go, love. Well, for books, you can go to bellingerbooks.com. Nice. And you'll find all of our books there. In fact, you can order autographed copies of any of our books there. Beautiful. Um, I have a website, stevebellinger.com. Donna has a couple, donnasmithbellinger.com and askdsb.com. All right. Well, fabulous. I just want to say thank you guys so much for joining us here today. You're so awesome. Thank and you, Coach Cass. We you. appreciate the invitation. Absolutely. You all are such a, a powerful family. Thank you. I oh, no, no. It's such a powerful, loving family. And, and so we appreciate being embraced into this conversation. Mm, Absolutely. Thank you. So, so if you got nothing else, understand that the person you should be with, you should complete and not compete. Make sure to follow them on social media. Check out bellingerbooks.com. And just in case you didn't know, since we talked about books, I wrote a book as well, Princess Zara's Birthday Tradition. It's a wonderful book about a little princess who loves to spread love. And you could check her out at Zara and Ziggy or ZaraandZiggy.com. All right, family, till next time on our next episode. Love you guys. Bye-bye.